is Mo Flacco Wednesday, everybody. What's up? It's your boy Lil V and Johnny D. What's good? Is that What's what good? it is? Huh? It is Wednesday, man. It's Wednesday, my Oh, dude. it's Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. All right. So it's going to be the week four NFL recap. And uh, normally I don't do this, the, the intro. John, Johnny D does that. You know what I'm saying? But I gave, I gave him the privilege of doing it one Wednesday. From here on out, you will hear my, you'll hear yours truly every week. From yours truly, the fabulous voice of John. Thank you. All right. Thank all right. All right. So, anyways, John, we're going to start out with the Jaguars and Bengals. You know, uh, pretty entertaining game. Uh, definitely didn't see some of the breakout stars that we expected, but uh, with DJ Shark officially back, uh, Joe Mixon finally had his breakout game for the year has everybody excited. Uh, Gardner Minshew did a little bit better this week. You know, he was able to hold his own and carry his team to the last part of the game, but wasn't able to get it done. Um, me personally, I only watched a couple games live, uh, but kept up with everything throughout the day. But uh, this was one of the highlights of the games uh, for the weekend and your take on it, but Joe Mixon, DJ Chark, I mean, insane games, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Gardner Mishu, um, not his week again. They are one and three, um, but he did have a decent, you know, day in the passing game, uh, throwing for 351. He did get sacked three times, but the one player we have to look at is Joe Mixon, uh, 25 carries, 151 yards, and two TDs. Um, he was definitely the deciding factor in this one for sure. Uh, bringing the Bengals to an interesting average or an interesting record rather of one, two, and one um, because they tied with the Eagles last week. But otherwise, it was a good game. Um, It's good to see, you know, Cincinnati getting on the right track, Joe Burrow getting his first win. Um, Really exciting for that organization as a whole. So moving on to the next one, we have the Browns just completely demolishing the the Cowboys. The the Cowgirls. Well, um, we we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure out what happens. Oh. I, I don't know what to say about this team. Anyways, the, I watched that the game. Fumble, the fumbles were still a part of the Dallas repertoire. You know Absolutely. Yep. And it no. was it was bad. I mean, I saw, you know, the the first part of the game. You know, it was it was thirty one to fourteen at at a time. It was thirty one to fourteen, and then, um, you know, Dallas really came back. They did. I was watching that one. It was forty one to thirty eight. And it was right there. It was neck and neck. It almost looked like what was going to happen with the Falcons game. Next thing yeah. you know, you have OBJ just going for a touchdown. Um, but overall, just aside from, you know, the, aside from the score line, you have Baker Mayfield going 19 for 30 for 165. And then you have Dak Prescott on the other side going yeah. 41 for 58 for 502 yards and four touchdowns. Um, I believe it's not his you know, it's not him. You can see what he's done the past three weeks. He is just completely throwing the heck out of the ball. But the big thing that I think that needs to change is the running game. Um, yep. They just don't use Zeke anymore. It's like Zeke's an afterthought. And it almost seems like, you know, in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, it's, you know, all throwing the game. And then when they throw the ball effectively, they can go down the field and score. By, because that was shown in the fourth quarter going 24 points, almost 24 points unanswered. Um, so one thing, you know, if I have to make a suggestion and just an overall assumption is if they're going to start winning games, they need to get Zeke involved. You have to run the ball. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, listen, 
my player of the week didn't really call player of the week, but you know what? I think we're going to add that actually. Player um, of the week, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. But my player of the week, even though it wasn't said, was Odell Beckham. And I said he was going to go off. He was going to have a big game. Yeah. And this is always my thought process, right? So there's certain players that just do better against certain teams. And Odell has always killed the Cowboys. Always. Absolutely. And Odell is starting to become an lot of people's minds and being talked down upon even though he's still that superstar we know he can and is still so a lot of people are like uh has Odell lost it all this other shit well uh I believe it was a couple days before the game Odell actually went on Twitter and he went on a complete rant fest right he was like sometimes I wonder if this football shit is too much right yeah and he said there was never a plan b I was destined for more and I'm not going to stop. Right. So he was motivated and I don't know where his head was. He kind of reminds me of like Donald Trump in a way. Right. He just <laughs> says stupid shit at random times off the whim and doesn't really care about what you think or what you say about. Him. So that right there just showed that, listen, Odell was in a, a totally different mindset. Yes, he he started was. being doubted through the season. And listen, the Browns are three and they look good, and they put up 48 points, right? I believe 48 points. 49. 49 points, sorry. Anyways, the more points against the Cowboys than Mary. Uh, 49 points, and yours truly, Baker Mayfield, didn't even have a good game, which he didn't have to because if you look at it, Jarvis Landry threw a touchdown to his boy Odell. True. Odell had a 50-yard wraparound run, right? A little sweet play to the right side, got a touchdown off of that. And then he had one uh, like touchdown reception from Baker Mayfield. So Mayfield didn't even have to have a big game. They rushed for over 300 yards as a team. The yep. Browns did. They just, listen, they were the just Cowboys scoring. defense sucks. And I heard this said from somebody else earlier that the Cowboys can never get it right on both ends. Either their offense is really good and their defense is terrible, which is what we're seeing this year. Or your defense is really good like last year and their offense is suspect. Yep. So it's just like they can't find the healthy balance between the two. And a big part of the reason why their offense is so good is because their defense is so bad. So yeah, exactly. Also, it, it, I mean, you're, if you're, you're doing it, 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 it game too. Like if you, yeah, I mean, you're, you're having Dak throw from with 60 times in a game. He's going to have that, those 500 yards. That's just a quarterback he is, but. Well, when you turn man, the ball over too, I mean, and that, that, that's the other thing. Scoring within two minutes. So, much. Yeah. so, well, either way. They have Cowboys a lot of things to fix. Yeah, they, they have do. a lot of things to fix. You know? They do, but we have ex some exciting news coming up in the next podcast about some of the players that could be coming back for the Cowboys. Anyways, going to the next game, um, we are going to talk about the Saints beating the Detroit Lions. This one was kind of a shocker for me. I didn't think that New Orleans could really come back um, and win without Mike Thomas, um, but they did. They found a way to come back and win. Brady yeah. didn't have a crazy outstanding day. Neither did Matt Stafford. Um, neither did Adrian Peterson. I think he meant Drew Brees, not Brady. But I can't believe I just said Brady. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Saints fans. Um, it's yeah, Drew Brees. Noodle arm Brees, my boy. Noodle arm Brees. <laughs> um, yeah. So Alvin Kamara, you know, 19 carries, 
83 yards, one touchdown. Um, we had some decent numbers. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, I think it's Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yep. Yep. Um, six receptions, 93 yards, nine targets. Um, just kind of an overall quality win for the Saints. Um, nothing too crazy, I think, in my opinion. Was there anything that kind of stood out to you about this game? No, I think uh, how the, the Lions were trying to deplore their running back game was a little bit different this week. I mean, not necessarily based off of the touches and the carries, but uh, DeAndre Swift was getting more involved a little bit, I guess, especially out of the backfield, four for 30 in the touchdown. Uh, listen, Adrian Peterson touching the ball 11 times for 36 yards and touchdown. That's all fine and dandy. AP is not the player he was anymore. So No, not at all. I mean, if you're on the one-yard line and you decide to put Adrian in, use him for what he's good at. But DeAndre Swift is a, a talented player coming out of Georgia. And, I mean, you see the running backs that they've had come out of Georgia. Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, now DeAndre Swift. I mean, there's been nothing but good results coming out of uh, the University of Georgia for running backs. And Matt Patricia, he's he's – pretty much using what Belichick did his entire career, which de deployed three or more running backs, which I don't understand. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest takeaway, I think, is how they utilized DeAndre Swift, which is, Absolutely. I honestly think, their best player on offense other than Stafford. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I picked the Lions, but I didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the Saints win, which they did. Uh, Breeze looked like noodle arm Breeze. He was efficient, but I mean, Kamara does all the all the work. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, going on to the next one, we have Seattle against Miami. This one was closer than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember at one point of the game, it was like a one or two point game. I can't remember it is. I think it was pretty early on, and I was yeah. even shocked at that. Um, I was shocked that Miami could keep up with Seattle. Um, Fitzpatrick was, you know, 29 for 45, 3, 15. Yeah. He did have two interceptions, though. And, you know, that looking at that stat line, that could have been the deciding factor because other than that, you know, you know, you, know, you have Russell Wilson. You know, he's going to throw the ball, obviously. He had one pick. Um, but it was really the rushing game that really stole it away for Seattle with Carson going for 16 carries, 80 yards, and two TDs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe going out on the whim here. But if Fitzpatrick didn't get intercepted twice, you could have been looking at an upset right there. Um, yeah, you could have, but, I mean, listen, the, the Seahawks, they were a, a seven-point favorite, so they cleared the mark if you took them. Uh, like I said, I would have put all my money on it, which I thought they were going to win by at least two touchdowns. But, I did too, yeah. Uh, listen, Vegas is good at what they do, and when they pick the spreads and they put them out, they know what they're talking about. And I kind of pointed this out uh, when we talked about it, uh, for the games leading up on uh, on Sunday on our podcast then that, listen, the Dolphins are going to score points and they're going to try to keep it close, especially on based off what Vegas is telling you at a, uh, a plus seven underdog. Um, for a team that bad, I guess, listen, the Seahawks defense gives up a lot of yards through the air. Devontae Parker uh, had a big game himself. Exactly. Had yeah, 10 receptions yeah. for 110. So listen, Especially for fantasy purposes, man. I believe they're playing the uh, the, the Vikings next week. So smack that over. Uh, if you're doing daily fantasy, I mean, hell, you could stack the game. And especially, I'm looking at Thielen. You could put Cousins as a stack. You could also put Jefferson. 
Uh, Delvin Cook, guys. if you wanted to do him instead. You could also put uh, Tyler Lockett if you think he's going to have a big game or DK Metcalf. Or if you want to do Russell, you could do that. Chris Carson, that's fine. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a free-for-all and it's a feast at that game for next Sunday. But the Seahawks defense, they give up a lot of points, and that's where Russell can come in and throw for a lot of yards like he Absolutely. hasn't done in previous years. Normally, they're a run-heavy team. And uh, I think they're benefiting from throwing the ball more, but they're also giving up and showing their weakness, which is on defense. Defense, so. exactly, exactly. But uh, I think the most exciting game of the week for me, especially, was the Buccaneers Chargers, which we're going to talk about next. Uh, Tom Brady, he's he's still the same old Brady, right? TB12. He's never going to change. He's 43 years old and still gashing defenses, right? Five touchdowns for 369 yards. I love the end of that 69. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, um, Brady and Gronk cost me a lot of money, right? I had a parlay of a bunch of players, or it was, I believe it was four different players. Odell had to get at least two touchdowns. Thielen had to get one. Kamara had to get one. And Gronkowski, five fucking touchdowns thrown by Brady, nothing to Gronk. If he would have got a touchdown, I would have cast 705 off of an $11 bet. But anyways, pretty bummed, pretty irritated about that. But nonetheless, the game was insane. Uh, yeah, it was a great Ronald game. Jones had a big game uh, with Fournette out. Uh, the, running game was, the running game was going. And then when that happens, the passing game is always going to be there with Brady. Mike Evans got a little nicked up with his ankle. But, man, that dude is – he's a man amongst boys, right? So – even though he was hurt and he didn't have that like that get off and where he could create separation, he still he was still having a killer game. So uh, Brady found his targets at five different receivers for a touchdown. So he knows how to spread it around. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers as well. Listen, they had a good game, uh, but Lynn, their coach, Lynn is just a fucking tragedy. He's a bad head coach. Might be a good dude, but. Uh, he just makes too many mental errors at the coaching uh, spot for his team. And listen, Belichick always said that players win the game, coaches lose it. And well, that's so he true. lost it for his team. So it's so true. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to piggyback off of anything, but I mean, listen, Brady showed his thing. Uh, Herbert looked good. Herbert has probably the strongest arm in the NFL. And I'm putting him ahead of Mahomes, honestly. I mean, his arm is a fucking rocket. Uh, so that one touchdown we threw, I believe it was like 70 yards or something. I, I could be wrong, but it was a missile. Yeah. And he couldn't have, he couldn't have walked up to that receiver and handed him the ball any better than the way he threw it. So. Yeah, I mean, you really touched on every point. Um, just kind of shout out to these two quarterbacks for putting on a great game. Um, it was really an awesome. Um, game overall. Next game we're going to talk about is the Ravens and the Washington football team. Not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. Um, we knew we knew where this one was going. Um, I don't really feel like there's much to say about this game. You had, you know, Lamar doing what he does. Um, that rushing game doing what they do overall. Ingram, you know, involving him, getting Jackson the carries that he has. Um, Gus Edwards, I mean, really, they had a just an overall just 
just kind of dominating performance <laughs> over the football team, bringing them to three and one and bringing the football team to one and three. So um, is there anything you want to add to this one? I mean, I think. Yeah, it's- I mean, listen, Terry McLaurin, of course, being that target right. monster, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 118 yards. I mean, listen, if you had a, a just a feasible quarterback at that position, he's a top three receiver in the game. Let me go and put it to you guys straight. Terry McLaurin is a top three receiver in this league, and he has trash cans thrown balls at him. So uh, Antonio Gibson as well. This is his breakout game. Um, Antonio Gibson had a rushing touchdown. Also, I thought he had one on the uh, through the air as well, but he didn't. But he had four receptions for 82 yards. Uh, he, he, he killed it for my fantasy team. Uh, big shout out to him for sure. Antonio Gibson is a very talented player coming out of Memphis. I mean, dude is electric. So I'm glad to get him involved. Uh, news coming out today, Dwayne Haskins officially benched for week five. Thank fucking God. He's awful. So yep, uh, Kyle Allen is now in. Honestly, at some point, I think you're going to see Alex Smith. So a really cool story. But that'd be awesome. Uh, Kyle Allen played for the, uh, the Panthers last year. Started a few games, looked good, uh, but listen, he's not good at all. This football team is a tragedy, uh, starting from the top down. So not to really say, but thank God Dwayne Haskins is gone. So uh, upside for Terry McLaurin, I actually traded for him in one of my leagues uh, because I'm one and three in a couple of my leagues. So I had to make some some roster moves. And I think you're one and three in our league too, Vince. I am, and I play you this week, but listen – Listen, here's the thing, though. I kept Damien Harris on my my bench the entire year, right? And now week four comes around. He's finally taken off IR, and he has a big game. So what was it, like 17 carries for over 100 yards for the Patriots? We'll see, Vince. We'll see. I'm 3-1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I finally got a running back, and I didn't have to give anybody up. We'll see. Yeah, put, my, put money where your mouth is. I'll smack your team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Going to the next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers. Um, kind of surprising one. I thought Murray was going to have a better day than he did when it comes yeah, well. to um, really a passing yard standpoint. He had three TDs on 24 attempts – or 24 uh, completions, rather, which is a very good percentage. But Bridgewater was better. Just Bridgewater yeah. was better. Their team looked better in the red zone. Um, he went for 26 to 37, 276, two TDs and one interception. Um, you know, you you have Kyler Murray on one side. He can't do everything for the team because he had 133 pass yards and 78 rush yards. He was a leading rusher on that team. Um, I mean, you have DeAndre Hopkins. You have some other weapons, but you got to help out Murray. Murray can't be your savior. You have to help him out a little bit. So going to the Carolina side, um, you had Anderson going for 99 yards um, and you had, you know, Bridgewater with his 276. He had 32 rush yards as well and one touchdown on the ground. Um, and, you know, you also had Davis in the rushing game for Carolina going for 16 carries, 84 yards and two, one TD. Um, so really an overall sound game for the Carolina Panthers. I predicted that um, the Cardinals would win, but didn't turn out that way. Just era, the Carolina was better in the red zone. Um, so listen, uh, Kyler Murray, like you said, can't be the savior of the franchise. I mean, at the the quarterback position, that's what you're expected to do, especially 
for such a high pick, but um, he needs some help. And I think the problem with that Cardinals team is the running game. Kenny Drake hasn't done shit. But listen, it's Chase Edmonds time. Uh, Kenny Drake came out of the game, I believe it was minor uh, at all accounts. But listen, Cliff Kingsbury is not happy with Kenny Drake. Neither are his fantasy owners. Uh, where you drafted him, you, you you had a small sample size going into the year from last year uh, on his breakout games. And he's starting to show why he is the Dolphins running back that we thought he was before he got traded right. uh, to Arizona. But uh, it's Chase Edmonds, and this kid is talented, especially out of the backfield. Five receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown. I have been pretty much across the board on my fantasy leagues. Now, there's a couple that I don't have them in, and our league is one of them, but um, I was saved by Damian Harris on that. But listen, Chase Edmonds, he's a guy, I think, going forward, especially if Kenny Drake has one more bad game, uh, and he's going to get more work. So look at 12 to 15 touches for Chase Edmonds. Uh, breakout candidate, especially for a, a game where I think it might be high scoring. Uh, in the Cardinals' next showdown. But, uh, listen, Kyler Murray is efficient. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, this Cardinals team, I was expecting a lot more out of them, but uh, I, I think be. they'll get back on the right track. But, I mean, Carolina is not a bad team either. I mean, Mike Davis picked off where McCaffrey uh, went down at, and Teddy Bridgewater is – he's a good quarterback. So. Not surprising, really, but uh, shocked, I guess, on how the Cardinals are, I guess, carrying themselves or Absolutely. lack thereof, Kenny Drake. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so next game we're going to talk about is the Minnesota Vikings against the 0-4 Houston Texans. Shout Ooh. out to the Texans for getting rid of their head coach. Yes, sir. Loves that. He wanted it. Yes, I do. Um, yes, I do. You know, you had Kirk Cousins going for 260. You had Deshaun Watson going for 300. Um, three sacks of peach on each side. Um, Dalvin Cook just went off on the rushing game. That 20, entire offense went off. I mean, Dalvin right. Cook, Thielen, Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, talented hold, offense, terrible those, defense. Those three were over 100 yards apiece. Yep. Um, and that was definitely the deciding factor. But you're – I mean, you're talking about a terrible Houston team. I mean, they are bad. And, you yeah. know, this, this reminds me of kind of what happened when – it was when Wade Phillips was the coach for the Cowboys and they put Jason Garrett in. It was kind of that same situation. There was need to be a culture change. Um, and that's what happened. Um, well, they need to fire Jason Garrett too. So, well, yes, but that's that for another, another, uh, Jason Garrett is gone. Sorry. My bad. I was about to say now Jason, Mike McCarthy, but they need to get rid of his bum ass too. Go back to fucking <laughs> well, hey, Green Bay or something. Yeah. We, we don't know what's happening now. We, I don't even know what to say. Um, but that's a different day, but anyways, you know, you had Deshaun Watson, um, he had two fumbles. Um, Carter had fumbles. I mean, it was kind of just like just the ball was slippery out there for some reason on this Houston side. And, you know, it just doesn't look good. It did not look good at all for Houston going 0-4. I mean, it's just hard to come back from that. And mid and it's, it's you know, you, with the mid-season coach – we're not mid-season, but a quarter-of-the-way season coaching change, it's hard to get back on track. I mean, and, all, and realistically, you it's, it's hard to turn the tables when you do that. Yeah, listen, I think – if you're looking for a, a sneaky GPP play, look for the Texans, man. Uh, can't remember their matchup exactly um, for next week. I'm gonna have to look at that. But listen, they're at a they're at a sneaky point, especially for a tournament play. 
Uh, if you want to put Will Fuller in Watson uh, and stack them, uh, David Johnson as well. I think he's going to have a fire lit under him as well. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game next week, I think, for them. And yep, they play um, the Jags. The Jags. So, I mean, not too high-scoring. I believe the over/under is at 46 or so, but um, so it just depends. I mean, I, I would smack the over on that, honestly. Uh, Jags had DJ Chark back, and uh, their offense is is feasible. Uh, listen, 31-24. I see the Texans winning next week, and we'll get into that on the next podcast, but. I think their offense is going to show up. They're going to, they're going to, they're men, right? So they're going to, they're going to come out and they're going to be pissed. And um, no, no, they're not going to make the playoffs, but uh, they, they still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's going to lead the team to a victory next week, but um, let's hope sneaky fantasy plays next week for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope. Cause I, I want to see that <laughs> kind of get back on track. It's, because it's just, it's, I mean, even though they're a Texas team, I mean, you have a great quarterback that's, you know, still, he's not in the right place, but that's a completely other story. I think my COVID's acting up, by the way. I'm coughing a lot. Uh, please. Well, you and the entire Tennessee Titans team has it. So um, shout out to them. Um, anyways. By the way, speaking of the Titans, they're dumbass apparently, and there's going to be an investigation about this, I believe, but they were banned from all team activities. They had a team practice with not all the players, but quite a few of them at a Nashville high school somewhere. Bet it was Father Ryan. Dumb motherfuckers. Was it at Father Ryan? I I don't. It may have been Father Ryan's centennial. I don't know. Uh, I mean, listen, they're not supposed to have any activities, and they did. So Uh, this is why they have an outbreak in the entire organization, and their, their next matchup is in jeopardy as well. And also the Patriots next game is in jeopardy too so yeah welcome to the nfl just not looking good for the titans they're kind of messing up everything but um going to the next matchup we have the giants and the rams this one scared me this one scared me the game was 10 to 9 and i was saying there is no way the 3 and 0 rams are going to lose to the 0 and 4 giants thank goodness that the rams pulled through but this one scared me. I didn't get the um, – in my Pick'em League, I didn't get it this week. But when you look at both sides, they are almost identical. I mean, looking at the stats, you had Daniel Jones, 23-36-190. Jared Goff, 25-32-200. Goff had one TD. Jones didn't. But when you look at the rushing game, too, there were not any big stars. The, each – you know, the top rusher for New York had 45. Gallman had 45. Brown for LA had 38 receiving nobody over 70 yards. Um, you had fumbles on both sides. It, I didn't watch the game, but looking at the stat line, it would just look like a sloppy game overall. Um, so yeah. I don't know if this is worrisome for the Rams or if they just had an off day. Um, but that, you know, it was just, it, it was kind of interesting to see the game in the fourth quarter, I think it was the fourth quarter. It was 10 to nine Rams. Um, very interesting to see that. It was ugly. So what do you think? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, very disappointing. The Rams, I believe, were uh, a seven-point favorite. I mean, they I probably thought it was more than that. Uh, I think it might have been more than that as well. But, well, listen, I mean, they just didn't show out. They got the win at least. That's what matters at the end of the day. But 
I had to pick up Jared Goff because uh, I had a quarterback out, I believe uh, Newton, but uh, Jared Goff was very disappointing at about 12 fantasy points on that team. Not good. Uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, decent day. But other than that, that against the struggling, reeling Giants team in general, uh, they weren't able to do anything. But let's, they got to win, so that's all that matters, I guess. But uh, we'll see if they can have a, a, a big kickback game in week five. Yep. Um, going to the next one, we have the Colts playing Chicago Bears. Colts end up winning this game 19-11. to 11. Um, Phillip Rivers was 16 for 29, 190, one TD. Nick Foles, Mr. Folesy, 26 of 42, 249, one TD, one interception. Um, interesting score. You really don't see many 19 to 11 score lines. Um, but, you know, overall, you had a big day from Robinson on the Chicago receiving side. Seven receptions from 101 yards and one touchdown. Um, overall, you know, looking at the stats, you think that the Bears would probably win this game, but it's definitely not what happened. Um, you had, you know, a receiving touchdown from Allie or for Allie Cox. And looking at else, you had some, you know, four for four for the field goal game for um, Indianapolis. And that's what kind of succeeded them over the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah. Not really exciting, honestly. No, not, not too exciting. Listen, the Bears offense is tragic. Uh, Nick Bowles is bad, <laughs> and it just shows that how bad the Falcons are in general. To where they let Nick Bowles command a, uh, a full on comeback and win that game. Um, the Bears have a tough matchup coming up, too. Uh, listen, guys, if anybody's listening to this, uh, we're trying to grow the audience. Smack the under on that game. It's at 46 and a half points, I believe, on the over-under for the Bears in, in Tampa Bay for Thursday night. Uh, the Bears can't do shit on offense, and Tampa Bay's defense is good. Uh, in other words, the Colts, good game, right? I mean, they did what they had to do. Um, if I had to, to have a, a protest on anything, right, it's Allen Robertson. Just don't play for the Bears anymore, man. Just ask for a trade, do the right thing, go yeah. to the Pats, go win a Super Bowl and shock the world. But poor Allen Robertson, dude, is one of the top seven to ten receivers in the game, and he's just – Nick Foles is your quarterback, and then yeah, Trubisky as well. They're not the answer, man. And, nope, uh, not at all. A bad spot, so. Not at all. So next game we're going to talk about – um, we're going to talk about these Buffalo Bills, yeah. 4-0 against the Raiders. Yep. Bills are strong. Um, you got Josh Allen throwing for 288 with two TDs. Um, you got Diggs going off in the passing game. You got Beasley catching touchdowns. You got Davis catching touchdowns. It's just touchdown city over here for the Bills. Yep. Um, you know, you had Singletary with one. You had Allen with a running touchdown, too. I mean, Josh Allen, he is going off for this team, and it's definitely showing. Um, so sad for the Vegas, for, for Vegas. I mean, it's just, they have some good weapons, but they just haven't really shown up. Um, Derek Carr was 32, 44, 311, two TDs, but he had two sacks. Um, you had Josh Jacobs, 15 carries for 48 yards. And then you had, uh, Waller on the Vegas receiving side, nine receptions, 88 yards. Um, but this Bills team is a strong team. They are a scary team. Um, they have the weapons to go far in the playoffs. They have the team. Um, 
And that's exciting because you normally don't see the Bills doing what they're doing. So it's interesting to see some of these underdog teams that have been bad um, historically the past 10, 15 years actually come back and actually do something like they are with Josh Allen. Um, so Vince, words of wisdom on this. Ooh, words of wisdom. That's scary. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, Should you be scared of the Bills? Should I be scared of the Bills? Should the NFL be scared of what the Bills can do? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're a good team. I think Josh Allen, we'll see what he can do in the playoffs. I think they're going to make it. Uh, are they going to win the division? I mean, if Cam's able to come back, the Patriots look strong. Um Listen, Brian Hoyer lost the game for the Pats. So, I mean, the Bills could win the division. They're absolutely going to go to the playoffs, in my opinion. But scared? Not necessarily. Not until they really show me something in games that mean anything. Uh, but they're one of the top teams in the league. And uh, they beat a good Raiders team, too, which is impressive. So, the Raiders are no slouch. They're a good team this year. Uh, they could hold their own. And... Uh, they were doing just that against the Bills. So, no, I think you hit on it. I mean, listen, Josh Allen, he's a baller. And uh, one of the MVP uh, candidates through four weeks. But uh, scared? No, not yet. Not yet. Too early to say that. Well, not yet. Too early. I think I think they're going to go a little pretty far. Pretty far. Um, so, next Upset game. of the week. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> The Eagles pulling Made it off money, boy. against the 49ers. Yeah. Um, you had Nick Mullins getting, you know, put to the bench and put in CJ Beathard. I mean, yeah. both of them had, I mean, looking at the the, the um, completions and the attempts, they had solid days. You just had Mullins throwing two interceptions. Still, Carson Wentz is not your guy. Just, just saying that now. Um, Carson Wentz is not your guy at all, but the one stat line that I want to bring up is George freaking Kittle. 15 yeah. receptions, 183, and one touchdown. On 15 that, targets. That man went off, caught every single ball that was thrown to him. He single-handedly kept this San Francisco team in this game just by what he did on the reception side. I'm not even talking about a touchdown. I'm just talking about what he did just to move down the field. Yeah. Um I mean, he had more receiving yards than Beathard had throwing, and he almost had more receiving yards than Mullins had throwing. Um, so you have you have your tight end back, San Francisco, but you got to figure out what you're doing with the quarterback situation because you lost to a one, zero at the time, a o two and one Philadelphia team, um, and now they're one two and one, and you're two and two. So you got to figure out what you're doing. But one thing that I I'm never rarely compliment. Philadelphia's team but I'm glad that they got Jalen Hurts in the action I'm glad that they got him in um I, I, I've always been a fan of his I think he's a great guy great great player overall um so I'm glad they got him in the game but you know it's the Eagles so yeah I mean look Jimmy G should be back in week five from all accounts we'll see he might need one more week but uh the 49ers are starting to get healthy again so uh, they got Debo Samuel back. They got their tight end, Kittle. Dude's a boss. 15 receptions on 15 targets. I mean, that's insane. Can't ask uh, for anything else. No, he did everything. He's, he's the best tight end in the league for sure. So, um, and it's him and Kelsey for sure. I think Kittle uh, gets a notch on that one. But, listen, 
I mean, Eagles, I called them to win the game. 49ers are banged up. They weren't completely healthy. I think if it was going into week five, the Eagles would have lost this game. But uh, it was a matchup that they had to win. The division is wide open for the Eagles. So they could very much do it again this year. And they're going to get Jeffries back. And uh, <coughs> listen, uh, 49ers, they're fine. All right. They're, they're only two at home, which sucks. I mean, there's really no home and away. Uh, advantages this year, but due to the circumstances of COVID, your boy Trump's disease or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, you're really reaching there. Um, yeah, I don't know. So Eagles, first place in the division, you already know. First place. Fuck the Cowboys. Well, let's just move on to the next game. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just move on to the next game. How you were so confident that your New England Patriots could come out against this Kansas City Chiefs team. I wasn't wasn't confident. I listen. I thought they were going to keep it close. If you go back and rewind the tape, you know what I'm saying. And rewind the tape. Play, and let's just say that I like the baby Kansas says. And, like the baby said, just listen. Stop. Rewind. Re-listen. All right. So I said they could probably hold the cover. They would keep it close and interesting, and they could come out with the win. It wouldn't have surprised me or anybody, I don't think. I mean, a lot of people would have, but listen, Brian Hoyer lost the game. Uh, dude fumbled the fucking ball and then also took a sack when they could have had three points and tied it going into the half. Oh, it just, <laughs> yeah, just Brian Hoyer fucking sucks. So if Cam's going to be out next week, even if the listen, uh, Stephon Gilmore, he got COVID nineteen, uh, so the game is now in jeopardy. But uh, if Cam is able to come back, they're gonna they're gonna look strong. If Stidham has to play, he's way better than uh, than Hoyer. So yeah, well, they lost to the they lost to the better team, uh, especially with no Cam. But if right, they I mean, would have had Cam Newton, I think they would have won the game, and I think you'd know that too. So. To say to say that Stidham is better than Hoyer is a very yeah. Statement. Yeah, I mean, you know, but listen, he threw a touchdown at least and didn't take a, a sack to end the half when he thought he had a timeout looking like Chris Weber for the fucking Wolverines on the baseline taking a timeout and costing his team the championship. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's a fair point, but either way, you had Mahomes doing what Mahomes does just winning yeah, games. Won, so he had a bad game and still got the win. So, you still know. winning, still winning, but going on to the last game of the week. We're going to talk about the Falcons, Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers just is completely destroying every team that he is up against. He is just just letting it go. Um, and he has so many weapons on this offensive side. I watched this game. Um, they're a fun team to watch. They are. They're a fun team to watch. And Matt Ryan, on the other side, you, sir, just need to stop playing football. Um I just this Atlanta team can't do anything right. They can't yeah, win a game. They can't hold a lead. They can't score touchdowns. They can't do anything. Um, when Todd Gurley, you know, it, it's good to see Todd Gurley have a decent day. I've been a fan of Gurley for a while. Even when he was at the Rams, I thought he was always a good player. So it's good to see him have a two touchdown game. But either way, you're still not winning games. You are 0 4. Um, you know, you need something to change. You need, you know, when you have, you know, Julio Jones only getting four receptions, 
and, you know, 32 yards and Calvin really not getting anything, not even a just, well, take that back. He, he dropped five balls out of the five that was thrown to him. So that's kind of his fault. Anyway, yeah. you know, you have, you have Matt Ryan going 28 for 39, 285 and no touchdowns, none. And your offensive line is awful. We've known that we've said that for weeks. You can't protect Matt Ryan. He just gets sacked. Um, so not a surprising win by Green Bay at all. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just doing what Aaron Rodgers does. 27, 30 of 33, 327, four TDs. Um, just solid win. Solid win for the Pack. Yeah. And uh, Packers are a better team. The Falcons are – listen, there's a, there's a few coaches that need to be going – Dan Quinn is one of them. So absolutely, dude. Uh, with Julio yeah. Jones now hurt, he's probably going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, he re-injured his hamstring. Calvin Ridley <laughs> single-handedly lost me my uh, my uh, one league that I'm in. It's a ten-team league, not the one that me and you were in. That's a sixteen-team league, but uh, I lost by I believe two points. <laughs> he had zero, so he he definitely didn't help. But he was. He was hampered by hamstring as well, so yeah, probably just, should have put somebody else in, but I didn't. He'll look to kick back next week and have a good week. Uh, they're going to be down the entire year, so that bodes well for fantasy reasons, but not so much for the Falcons. So no Julio for who knows, maybe the rest of the year if I have to, if I have to guess. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that Atlanta offense? Who knows what's going to happen <clears throat> with the season? You have the Titans and the Steelers having a quote-unquote bye week because you know why. You know, yeah. this Tennessee Titans team is literally the reason why COVID's in the NFL right now. Um, it's just, you know, you, you it's sad to see because if this keeps on happening, you know, kind of projecting into the future a little bit, if you have multiple teams going down the same path that the Titans have been going down, your entire season could be in jeopardy. I was reading an article this morning that it's, it's a possibility that it could be in jeopardy um, because you have so many players on this team that are just – getting COVID and you know what you said Vince with the practicing I mean that just does not look good at all um mm -hmm. so looking out you know seeing what we have going on in the NFL um coming up you know we who knows what is going to happen in the next few weeks but hopefully we will have football I think we will have football um we just have to realize you know that <clears throat> it could be a potential because as fast as it spread with the Titans it could do that with any other team so um one thing that we do need to talk about though is tomorrow night's game Quick projection for tomorrow night. We have the Bears, Bucks, Vince. Who do you have? Uh, I have the Bucks. I mean, I think they're going to win it easy. Uh, the line on that game is a minus three and a half favorite for the Buccaneers. I think they clear that. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Um, Bears have a good front line, right? Uh, I think that's the only positive for that team, other than Allen Robertson. Uh, but yeah, I think Brady's going to be too much. It's a 44 and a half uh, over under total. Uh, I'd smack the under on that one. Uh, if you wanted to take the money line and then the under as well uh, as a two-part parlay. But uh, if you just wanted to hit the spread as well, I think we'll clear that. So uh, Buccaneers all day, quarterback position for the Bears is what's going to hold them back uh, pretty much the entire year. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree that Tampa Bay – will win this game. Um, it'll be four wins in a row um, for TB12. Um, so that's looking good. And then one matchup looking out ahead of us is that Packers-Buccaneers game. Rodgers, Brady, that is looking like next week. Um, 
So I, you know, talking about this Bears Bucks game, like you said, um, I think the quarterback situation for the Bears is really what's going to hold them down because Nick Foles is is a decent quarterback. I'm going to give him that, but you you're too unorganized as a team. You just are. Um, yeah. with, with Mitch, with Nick, you know, you have all these players. You're too unorganized um, as a team. So, with that being said, this is the end of your week four recap with the NFL alarm. Stay tuned for Sunday morning. We are putting out our Sunday picks, our injuries, our top players, what we're looking for, yep. and why Vince is going to be arguing and ranting about something. I don't know what it's going to be this week, so we got to figure that out. <laughs> we got to figure that out. I don't know what it's going to be. We may have a little um, – have to talk about that one, but this is the end of the week four recap. This is Johnny D, Little V, signing out. Peace. Woo!